We're back. Oh my gosh. Back with Comedic Behavior Therapy with Heather Scott and Tristan Shea. What's up? All right. To this this episode. Um, episode two. Episode two, Sophomore Slump. Sophomore um, Slump, yeah. Um, we are we, so tired right now. <laughs> I'm pretty tired. started like doing comedy yeah um it's gonna be like a very uh um what's the what's the word i want to look for like like tv edited you know like when they like a movie like they have to cut out all the are we doing pg yeah okay we'll do the pg version the the pg version or at least like the like it's like director's cut or something director's cut okay so you start yeah so um uh, i guess it starts with a Kind of like a shout out if anyone's a part of like the Columbus comedy community. Um, Woo! The um, uh, improv meetup at Gresso's. Yes. Um, every Thursday. Every Thursday except shout Thanksgiving. Meetup. Shout out to meetup. But yeah, that was um, that was how I decided I wanted to get into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like earlier, like at the right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, I was like looking for ways to get involved in in comedy, mm-hmm. and I thought, why not start with improv because I knew that like. That would be the big thing that I struggled with on stage. It was, like, just, like, freeing my mind. Yeah. Um, so I was like, let me go to improv and, like, let out my inner theater kid. Um, and I found out about Grasso's Meetup. And, like, it's it's mm-hmm. such a great resource for anyone looking to get into it comedy. It is so much fun. Um, literally, anybody can be, like, you can, like, never have done anything related to comedy. And they'll let you yeah. play games and stuff. And, like, you can go up and try things. And yeah. they'll, like, teach you as you go. So um, really, like, building up building up Bressel's meetup so like yeah all like it is really fun you will meet so many fun characters and doing improv as a comedian is so I think vital because there's so many transferable skills like just being able to think on your feet and people just yelling random things at you it's such a good skill to have so I think a lot of good improvers could be good comedians like stand-up comedians and I think some stand-up comedians could be such amazing improvers because they just are so used to getting heckled and thinking on their feet so quickly. Yeah, and I think that one of the big things about improv that like helped me is there's like a more of like a humility to it. Like stand up mm-hmm. is like you're you're one person on a stage. You're trying mm-hmm. to impress a room full of people by yourself, but improv is so so collaborative. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that um, going into comedy with that mindset has really helped me because I've I've never thought of it as like me versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know other people around you. It's like you yeah. like life is like a scene. And you're like, how do I like help this other person be funny? Yeah, um, it's, like that's like the core of improv. I think a part of like also is that you have to treat improv and I think stand up as a conversation you're having with someone else. So if it's like your scene partner or like talking to the crowd, like I've seen so many people talk at crowds, but not talk to crowds. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like you, you're like, hey, how are you? And like. Uh, you ask somebody something that's related to a topic you're going to tell the joke about, then you go into the joke. I think that's how you set it up, and that gets them really involved. Like, you're talking to them, not at them, because I see people get up there and they just start going in the jokes, and nobody's paying attention, and then nobody laughs, because nobody nobody feels connected to what you're saying. 
Well, that's part of like the transferable improv skill. It's like when you're doing improv, you have to be interested in the yeah. other person's character. And so it's like if you're doing that on stage, if you have that like in your back pocket of like, mm-hmm. like I'm interested in this other character. It's like you're interested in the audience member. So yeah. you're like, you know, what's your name? What do you do? Like that's that's where all yeah. of, like the like the crowd work kind of stuff comes from. But even not just like crowd work. It's like if you uh, run out of like if you know you've written something one way and you're like I cannot remember what the next sentence of this joke is. It's yeah. Like, make it up you just like, make I've it up I've done that on stage where like I, I realized I was like lost in the middle of a joke and I completely mm. made up yeah. a different ending to the joke and I mean it didn't go great but like no it's just like you know different like transferable skills but yeah so we shout met. out to Gresso yeah, shout, shout out to, to improv Gresso's. in general um, well I'll be you know I'll be that's a rare like part of the Venn diagram when you're like yeah. you're like okay with both crowds of people especially like in Columbus yeah it's it's interesting because like not a lot of like at least when we first got into it, which is probably almost like six, seven months ago now. Yeah, uh, eight. Yeah, going on eight um, of when we met in, at improv and then we became like stand-up and I had some background in stand-up and I was like, I, I asked Tristan, I was like, hey, come with me. You, I think you would be great. And he's like, oh, okay. And then we just started going to like open mics together and we just started like vibing. And I feel like we kind of, we had that mindset and um... Barack Lesnar, I'll shout him out too. Barack. He's another one who's like really big on on bridging those two worlds. He has gotten so many people interested in improv. I'm surprised. And I and we've only been in the scene like going on eight ish months and some people that have been doing stand up comedy for years are now gonna do improv for the first time and I, I just find that so fascinating. And it's literally just because Barack was like, It's just because Barack has been talking about it and asking people about it because Barack was also a begin he did improv for a few years, I believe, and then he started getting into stand up and then he goes, How can I bring these two worlds together? Yeah. So I feel like he's sort of like my like uh my uh, mentor. He's like your like you like your idol. Yeah. Like, like Barack Lesnar. Like I- I don't know about idol, but like definitely like sort of like mentor and like being like an apologist for improv. Yeah. Like stand up comedians. Yeah, there's like some beef between improvers and stand up comedians because I think they think improvers talk too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, improvers are more like. This is show- such a si- more serious episode. It is. It is. It's like the we're like telling how the sausage is made a little bit. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, improv is definitely, it's a different style of comedy. It's more, um, it's more showy. It's more, yeah. like... I Theatrical. It's, it's more attention-seeking. Like, a lot of people oh, who do improv are more yeah. attention-seeking. It's people. a lot more, it can be a lot more physical, too. Physical yeah. comedy. That's a whole entire different, like, um, comedy in itself. Physical comedy. Um, and stand-up comedy is, is, to me, more, like, brooding. It's way more It is. It's than, a like, lot improv. more... Kind of like depressive. It could be a lot more deprecating. It could be a lot more dark. Improv, like you can have a dark. Ridiculous. Yeah, like you can have dark topics at improv. Like somebody was like talking about like kicking a baby the other day, but it was still like funny. It would. It still was funnier and more theatrical than like a guy saying on stage being like I kicked a baby yesterday. Like that's just it's a completely different vibe. Delivery on that joke in stand up would be much. Yeah, it would been. It would have gone down. A way different way but yeah so then we met at improv we started doing stand-up we we are hosting a show together yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a couple more shout outs because the first okay. time do you remember the first time we ever went to an open mic it was at um bossy girl um it when, was when ian miller still hosted ian miller mic. so i kind of like he's another person who i like look up to because it's just like he was like 
the person running the mic. Very funny guy. When I first got into comedy, I was like, I was like, oh, he's we're like, oh my god, you have you guy. you're a host. Tell us your ways. Which brings me to a very important topic about open mic hosts in Columbus. Open mic hosts in Columbus. So the alternate name for this podcast is mm-hmm. is it's comedic behavior therapy, but it's also secretly the fuck Xavier G. Dunson podcast. Um, Dunson? I, if he's not listening. If he's not watching this. Tell him about this. Oh um, my god. Because that's the alternate name of this podcast. It's a running joke. The fuck Xavier G. Dunson podcast. I'm gonna say that nice and slow for you, Xavier. Dunson. It's Dunson. It's Dunson. No, we we love Xavier. We uh, love Xavier so much. I, a, yeah, like, all the open mic hosts in Columbus are um, amazing. Sister Lou at the Attic. She's Xavier good. all over the city. Oh my God, Xavier's everywhere. Uh, Murph, like Batman, Saver, like all of all of the open mic hosts. Murph that's Henderson. that's one thing that's in, um, like doing comedy in Columbus is that there's so many different opportunities to get stage time. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot less competitive than other cities would be to like get that stage time. There's like, there's so many people who give. People are very welcoming. Like yeah. people are very welcoming. And and if you like, you first show up and you're like, I don't know anyone. And then it's kind of awkward, but like, it's because everyone is kind of awkward because they're all, we're all comedians and they're all kind of quiet people, which is hilarious is that like how, how like the quietest people are the funniest people sometimes um but yeah everybody's so sweet everyone is so welcoming um especially female comedians shout out to all my female comedians in columbus i love every single one of you i was like we're just we're going down the roster we are but like i was gonna say you were talking about how like barack was your type of mentor i see xavier as like my sort of mentor Um, he's given me so much good advice and he's such an amazing, just like funny guy. And I cannot wait to have him on here. Yeah. He, well, that was the thing is like, we want him to be like our very early guest. We want him to be like one of the first guests on here. Like he will steal the show for sure. Yeah. This is just (laughs) like, this is, this is such a more serious like thing than the first one. Yeah. But like all these people that we're shouting out, like they're all people that I want to have on this podcast. We'll have every single one of you here. Yeah. like somehow influence like my uh like journey into stand up and so i think like having like sitting down and having that conversation with them uh, would just be interesting it'd be so funny and we you know just talking about topics especially like they're funnier than us all these people we listed are yeah way funnier true. than us and so having them on here and just talking about random topics with them is like my dream come true yeah um but, so yeah, that's been so, from Gressos to now. From Gressos to improv to doing stand-up together to having our own show and now our own podcast together. Yeah. We like each other that much. Like, we like each other as, like, good friends. Yeah. It's strange. It's, we're, like, we're, like, besties. Like, we're... We're, like, besties, but, like, but, like, we also hate each other at the same No, we don't. We're, like, best frenemies. We are. It's I love... Just, like, there's my... not a lot of people that, like... Uh, like will roast me as hard as I can roast them. Yeah. And so like then like like talking to you, I was like, this person is gonna be my best friend. Because, I like, oh my god. I will get absolutely flamed, and then I'll just be like laughing and like not yeah. allowing other people do that. People like yeah, like that's the thing though is like having someone that you can like roast or like be roasted by, but you know they mean it in like the best way. And it's so interesting because I am such a roaster just naturally. I don't know. I can't explain it. I think it's just called being a bitch. But 
Uh, but like Tristan is such a little bitch back though, and it, little bitch. <laughs> and I just love, like I know Tristan means it from the bottom of his heart when he says you're a bitch or something to me, and I was just like I know, and I usually cannot. I I would say that's like such a unique relationship because I usually never let anybody roast me back because I'm one of those sensitive. But I don't know. He can he he can give it and he can take it. Yeah, I remember like when I, because I like recently got a haircut. I was like, you was just, it was like you hadn't seen me in like a week. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you were like, you were like, oh, nice haircut. And I was like, yeah, I got sick of looking. You were like, like Lord, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> it was like no hesitation. <laughs> I was like, you got sick of looking like Lord Farquaad. His hair was like down to here, like kind of like longer than mine a little bit. It was like Lord Farquaad. It was within 10 seconds that you were like, oh, you yeah. That, like ready to go. Uh, that was like, yeah, but you do have, like, the jawline and the hair kind of match. Like, if we could somehow insert a picture of what he looked like. Yeah. That'd be we'll, hilarious. We'll do that. We'll yeah, do that. I'll find one. But the the funniest thing was, like, m on multiple occasions when I had my hair grown out, I was told that I looked like a grown-up dwarf. And You looked like a full-grown... Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And I, like, and looked at myself soon, in the mirror after, like, the third I, I wasn't... I don't even know... Who said that to you? Uh, Ty Erskine. He was the first one. Oh, my fucking God. Ty Erskine is guy. hilarious. We went and did a show in Dayton, and there was a guy... There was, was another guy that said that? Yeah. Okay, what? Well, I thought that and was... it was, like, after the show. It wasn't even on stage. It was after the show. He, was, he was like, he was like, you kind of look like... Like, if a little person was tall. Oh, my God. I don't I know what like, it is, but it literally looks like Tyrion Lannister. And I laugh my ass off ever since. Like, every single other time I look at his dumb face, I'm like... <laughs> and so then it was, like, probably, like, 48 hours. Your dumb little face. <laughs> Your dumb little face. But it was, like... 48 hours after that second person said that, that I, like, I was, like, I got the Clippers. No. Yeah, no, I think we were, like, driving home, and I, like, turned around, and I was, like, yeah, I can see it. I was just, real. like, do I really look like a grown-up? And I was, like, or... you do. Like, not in a bad way. Yeah, I'm not trying to not be a bad way. towards little people. Like, that's. It's just, like, it looks like his bot, like, his head doesn't match. Like, his, like, it looks like, I don't know, like, his body doesn't match. It's because my head's so big. His head is so is, big. That then when I get, like, the hair on top of it, then it's, like, the head I don't even to know. body ratio. Yeah, I don't know, but shout out to Peter Dinklage. Yeah. We, we love, love you. We love Peter Dinklage. I actually do. Like, you it's are my, my favorite long, Game brother. of Thrones. Yes, yes. Yeah. My celebrity Might be secretly related. You actually do Maybe. have a celebrity. I, yeah. Do we celebrity. Want to oh, we'll tease about it. He act, like Tristan yeah. is actually related to a very famous celebrity that just rose to fame. Yeah. And so, we maybe we'll, we'll tease about it. We'll tease it. Try to guess. Try to guess. Know, guess right now who you think Trist, Tristan is related to that just recently rose to fame. Should we say what area? They, they are. Uh, also we, from Ohio. Also from Ohio. We'll say that because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, most of my family is from Ohio. Yeah, so shh, don't give them all the secrets. Yeah. And then, so yeah, guess, guess below who you think it is. <laughs> guess somehow. Send in a voice message or something. Um, which actually brings me to my next thing, because we wanted to ask for submissions on this. Okay. Um, but um, we are, like, you know, integrating, like, segments and things like that in our podcast. Yes, so, we are. Um, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this one, but we want to have a lot of, like, crazy stories. We want to have guests tell crazy stories. We want to tell our own crazy stories. Yeah, like... Um, Maybe we should call this like, is it is this real life? Yeah. Like, is this real life? Like, did this actually happen to you? And you have to like tell like, yes, the most insane thing actually did happen. It'll to be you. like our version of like, believe it or not. Believe it or not, Tr is this Tristan real life? Tristan and Heather's believe it or not. <laughs> Tristan and Heather's believe it or not. 
So I don't know. Do you have a, a crazy story? I do. Semi believable. It is so believable. I don't know how much time we have, but I'll try to like get through it. Okay. So what it reminded me of this story is like this morning I was watching this video of like these guys trying like a cramp simulator where they like would get period cramps and it was like a massage thing that they could like turn up and it would give them like electrical pulses to like simulate Isn't menstrual like cramps. Pelvis? Yeah, like it was connected to like their belly and like their back area. And you they would could turn it up and it would just shock them, their muscles and spasm like muscles. Tense them all up. Yeah, like tense their muscles like a like a period cramp and then a girl commented on the video where she was like one time I had appendicitis and it was almost as painful as a period cramp I've had and I was like oh my god this reminds me so when I was 20 and this was actually this is this is all 100% true I'm not I swear I'm not making any of this up it was uh was it 2016 I was 20 years old and it was the day before Trump got elected Oh shit! So that's and what so it was real, yeah. So like my body knew, and <laughs> just went into like my body shock. and my body went into shock because like they weren't we weren't ready for such an interesting president. But um, so I had like woken up that morning and I was like in this like I had woken up. I think I worked at like the cap like the school cafeteria at the time, and I I had just like finished. I thought I was like finishing up the period my period, and then I woke up with the worst like abdominal pain I've ever felt in my whole entire life. And I thought I was having like the worst period cramps of my life. I just thought it was my period. But it was your So yeah, yeah. So it was my appendix. So like for so from like six AM I, I took like uh, six AM to like noon, I like I worked. And I was working in the cafeteria, I was standing the whole time. And then I I I think I like went to class and I came back and then I like took four ibuprofen, like which is like like double the amount yeah. I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to take. That's a lot. Then I like passed out in my bed, and then I was seeing this guy at the time. Um, I want let's let's just say his name was Chad. 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 And I was seeing Chad at the time, and so I put on a like little black like he was gonna pick me up for like kind of like a date or like a hangout thing. So I put on like a little black dress, like a flats, and then I had like a purse. And, like that's all I had. And he took me to like. He took me to a coffee shop that we both know really well. So you were just going and like around the town. I was going around the town and this whole entire time I was having like the worst, I was like in so much pain. And I literally asked him, I was like, hey, can you like drive me to the hospital? I think like something's wrong. And the whole entire time we're like driving to the, like he was going to drive me to like the student urgent care. And um, we like got in the car and he uh, was an interesting guy. He liked to, do stuff like he like to be very recreational at this time. So he was like a rock climber. Um, he liked a certain type of rock. Oh. And he, you know, we were driving to the emergency room, and he was like, "Hey, did you like take my rocks?" I was like, "No, I didn't take your rocks." You're like, I don't. And I'm in like the worst pain in my life, and I was like, "I don't rock climb. I don't take rocks." And I was like, I literally, I was like, no. He goes, but they were in my room, and now, now they're gone. And I was like, no, I, I've never taken any rocks from you. So he was more yeah. concerned about the rocks. He was concerned about his rocks. rocks. So he dropped me off at like the student center. It was closed, and then I. And then went to go find um, some. Rock went to go climbing. find some rocks to go rock climbing, and then um, I literally was like, okay. And I had just moved to Columbus, so I didn't know where anything was. So I literally was like trying to Google. So I went to the urgent care. And I walked 
30 minutes down the highway. At that point... And I'm like holding my stomach and like, I, how is your appendix even still? I don't even know. So like I was like holding my stomach and I was like walking and I'm in like a black dress flats and it started like raining. I think it was like fall. And then I had like I had no I had like a no phone charger. I made it to the urgent care and then I had to wait two hours in the urgent care. And then they finally were like, You either have like an STD or you have maybe appendicitis and then I then I called Chad I was like can you drive me to like the hospital and he he swerved out of the coffee shop he was at he swerved such out like and then he caused a car accident and he had to stay and they sent his friend in his car who I had never like I met him once I had no idea who his name was Ash he pulls up in his car and I was like who the fuck are you and then and then finally his friend drives me to the urgent care I mean, like the actual the ER in a different place. This is all. I mean, you know, it's not, it, and it gets crazier. So, do you think Chad would? I don't know the Chad. I'm gonna call bullshit on the car accident thing. I think Chad no. He like had he found had, like a sick route. He was trying. Oh my god. And rock climbing. No, but he stayed at the coffee shop for insurance reasons and gave his friend his car. Like he wow. didn't get in the car accident. He had taught, caused other two cars to like hit each other because he like swerved out of the way and someone like swerved to not hit him. Do you have to stay if that happens? I don't know, but he stayed and sent his friend in his car. His car was not hit. Like just he, something seems really. Yeah. So then his off. friend drops me off, leaves because he's like, "It's not my car, and I don't know you." And then I waited another like hour in like the ER. And a, a really important detail of the story is that I had bright blue hair. And it was like spiked up and I'm in a black dress and like nothing else. And I literally had like this guy <laughs> in a wheelchair come up to me. He goes, I'm coming. He was like rolled up. He goes, I'm coming down. Is your hair really blue? And I was like, yeah. And then like he like sat next to me the whole time. And he goes, you can put your head on my shoulder if you want. If you need a need a like a. And this guy was like 60s. He's like, you can put your head on your shoulder if you really need to, or if you're tired. He was like, can I give you a hug? I was like, no, I don't like touching people. And I, I was like, in this whole entire time, I still like haven't had, I hadn't been seen by a doctor. And I hadn't had, I had people talk to me, but I hadn't been treated. I hadn't been getting any pain medication. And then eventually like, like this guy was like would not leave me alone for like an hour and then i literally had like a nurse come on and be like miss, miss scott can we like see you i was like yeah i'm they're like is he bothering you i was like oh no he's not bothering me they're like oh well we were gonna give you a room so he wouldn't bother you anymore like we were gonna get you seen quicker i was like no he's bothering me please like, help he's, he's the worst he's please please help me he tried to touch and me. then and then i'm like in the in in like a room and they started giving me the good stuff because i was in so much pain and then they had the tv on like with like the like you know where they were waiting to hear who had won the presidency oh, shit. and i found out no, I didn't actually find out until five okay. days later. This okay. is still part of the story. I know this story is like really long. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, and then and then I the nurse, like I had a nurse come up to me and she was like, I was like I have to go vote tomorrow. Uh, I was like I'm gonna go vote. I'm gonna go vote. Obviously, I was like a little tripping a little bit. But I was like I'm gonna go vote. And the one girl was like, You're having surgery tomorrow morning at eight o'clock to remove your appendix. So and you didn't even get to. Vote I didn't get to vote. Time. And then another older nurse came in, and she was like, she literally looked me dead in the eye, and she goes, "Why didn't you send in a ballot?" Oh. She's literally like, "Why didn't you send in a ballot to vote?" So they expected you to be like absentee because you. She's like, no, 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 I was, I was like, so you're saying I should have done an absentee ballot because I was planning on getting appendicitis. 
Yeah, you should have known. I should have known. I literally could. I I was high and I knew this girl was ridiculous. I was like, excuse me. So you kept the glass ceiling in place. You were partially responsible. I I guess I was. You should have sent it. But like ballot. it was like I literally was telling these people I was going to vote, but they're like, you have eight, surgery eight a.m. tomorrow. And the, but and this I also my phone was dead, and they no one had an Android charger. All the nurses had iPhones because of course they did. So I had like no way to like call my mom. Or tell her what was happening and then i literally like they gave me an ipad they gave me an ipad and i had like facebook and i posted a picture of me like in the hospital bed with the scrub being like going for surgery and people were like what is happening to you it's your only way and i'm posting i'm posting like, like papers on facebook of me like in like in the thing like it's somewhere on facebook still of me like in the scrub like in the bed about to be wheeled into surgery and then my mom made it down the next morning i woke up and my mom was there because she had to drive down all the way from like uh, Cleveland. So she had to take a bit, but like they were freaking out, obviously. But for like, and then like after that, I was on like, the, like some pretty heavy medication for like five days. And I didn't learn Trump was president until like the next week. So you like go through this whole like 24 hour, like hell. And then you finally yeah. get recovered from it. And then on top of that, you get that news. I, I didn't know who was elected for like five days until after. Like I was so incoherent because I was on so much medication. Right. And I to, I'm telling you when I was on, I don't even know what they gave me, but I saw so much shit. I was like, I saw like, I saw like so many hallucinations. Oh, like when I was on the drug, when I was on drugs, like I was on the hospital, like the medication they gave me, I saw so many hallucinations. I was in a music video and girls were like twerking on me. I was like, there was like this horror scene I was in and a snake was just like eating people. Like I was like- What did they give you? I don't know, but I, I don't know. Like, like, and then I found out like Trump got elected and then- You're like, is this oh, oh, and then like to end this story after that, basically like I went back to school like two weeks later cause my mom took me back home obviously. And um, after that, uh, Chad broke up with me. Wow. <laughs> after all of that. Yeah. Chad broke up with me like two weeks after I got my appendix removed when I was 20. Like, cause there's I, probably so much to that story, but like the timing of that is just horrible. Like, that's a true story. Cause he that's was just all like, true. he was off rock climbing. Yeah. And getting an alleged car And accidents. he, the only reason why he like didn't break up with me during it, he goes, I felt like you needed someone to talk to. When you get your appendix out. Oh my god. So he was like using the hospital as like therapy for you? He was like, he was, the only reason he was still talking to me at the time was because he felt bad that I was in the hospital. Jesus. And then he's like, you're out now. You're, you're let, let's it. just say, yeah, let's just say, uh, very glad that person is not in my life. Yeah. Good god. And this, yeah, 100% true. I don't know if you want to edit this to make it shorter, but. Really? I think like. Isn't that crazy? I thought I told you that story. That is, you know, I've never heard that whole story. I feel like I heard some bits about, yeah. like, Chad. But, like, and maybe, like, you mentioned that you had to have your appendix out. But, like, yes. that was, like, a whole, like, honestly. Okay, let's go, let's go back a little bit. Yeah, okay. Like, just, like, from, like, a feminist angle. You were literally, like, your appendix was, like, rupturing. And you thought, this is a normal thing that happens every month. Yeah, I thought I was on my period. I was like, I was like, dang, I thought I was almost done with this. And it was like the most, I thought it was my period. Like that's, if that's not testament to like, 
And every month, like yeah, how what what women go through every month. Where I thought I was on my period and having cramps, when I was actively, my body was actively killing me. I thought it was. You're like this is normal. Appendicitis. It's insane to me. Like every single month, like women are just like in that much pain, and then they no, like, yeah. put on a little black dress because Chad is coming over. <laughs> like I, yeah, that was another part. I thought I was just like, yeah, insane. I don't do that stuff anymore. I don't get a putt. And then, yeah, I don't, so I don't have an appendix. Yeah. Yeah. You learn something new every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You know? So everyone's like, I had one roommate. She she was like, huh, and you don't have, you have one organ less than I do. I don't know why. She was always, like, talking about it. She goes, yeah, and then you got your appendix removed, and you have one less organ. I was like. The really, like, fucked up thing. I was like, like, I was like, why are you so obsessed with that? If Karma wanted to be, like, really fucked up, like, she would, like, have, like, a kidney fail or something. Yeah, and, and I was have, like. like, live with one kidney. I don't know, maybe she's. <laughs> so you'd be like, now we're even bitch. yeah i don't really i don't know what her deal was but she i don't know she always thought it was funny i don't know she was like gonna Are be still in contact with she's really like, oh god i'm probably still friends with her on facebook i was like you should be like any organs what you lose one less organ <laughs> how's she's your boyfriend like, doing by the way you lose one less organ <laughs> the boyfriend is probably an organ you know shout out to them i was gonna say their names the but i'm not gonna say it. i don't remember her, i don't remember her boyfriend's name all boyfriends are basically like um, inflamed appendixes. Um, I was looking it up because I was like, no one really like knows what the appendix does, and like then it can just literally like almost kill you. Apparently, it uh, plays a role in mucosal immune function, mm-hmm. so it just creates mucus. I thought it also was there to like remove certain impurities in your body, like like rocks, dirt, stuff like that. Maybe that's why the mucus like it, it like. I think so. Catches, That's like the purpose of it catches all the bad stuff, and then basically, like, we eat so clean and good now that we don't need the appendix. That's why it can be removed and we're unaffected because we're not filtering out all that crap. Yeah. Yeah, mine was going to explode. It's, it's like, that's one of those, like, weird things to me that, like, pe- people would have, like, died from that back in the day. Yeah. Do like, you... They would have, like, not known what was going on, then it was just, like, your appendix kills you at like 20 when you said you were 20. Like, Do you know what's another crazy story that I know? Uh, you can Google this too while I'm saying it. So there was this like in the 1950s, there was this, uh, they had sent like these people to go to like Antarctica to like study stuff, of course. And they had a doctor. There was one guy, he was just the oh, doctor. I think I know this story. Yeah, and he was a doctor and he realized he was, he had appendicitis and he had to remove his own appendix or else he was going to die. And they literally were like, I think they interviewed him after about this, but like he, he performed surgery on himself and removed his own appendix. I, I believe without anesthesia because he needed to be like fully alert when he was removing his appendix. I don't know if they gave him like local anesthetic. Apparently it was this guy, uh, Leonid Rogozov. Yeah. He was, Uh, it makes sense. It was like a Russian. Badass guy. Yeah. Removed his own appendix. People were built different back in the day. Yep, they were. Is there a crazy story you want to tell? Oh, do I have a crazy story? I don't have an appendix story. No? Medical emergency? No. I mean, I have, like, other people's crazy story. Crazy shit doesn't happen to me. Crazy shit happens to people around me. Yeah. So, I feel like like I'll tease the next uh, crazy story. Like, um, my, like, medical emergency story story would be, like, when uh, my wife had a stroke. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that'll be next time. Next time on Maybe. Crazy Stories. Oh my god. Crazy Stories. Tristan and Heather. Believe, believe it, Heather, or Heather and Tristan, believe it or not. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think every episode's gonna be this serious. I don't know. Yeah, we, I we, don't had know. Some, we had some good stuff though. We had some good stuff. Yeah, it was serious. It was crazy. Serious. It was crazy. It was real. That's how we do it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Do we decide on a sign off? Uh, if you want to laugh about it, we can laugh about it. If you want to cry about it, we can cry about it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>